Blog Talk Radio.
In the name of Amen, the Supreme, the All-Powerful, one and only true Lord. And Amen, we trust, as the Republican intellect, the real 144,000 is being gathered this day and time, the mentalists, the Amen race, the bright race. Good evening, I'm your host, Intellectual Negro Mencare, and this is Mentelect Radio. Tonight, are black people, my question is, are black people being mocked? Or should I say the statement I'm making? Well, now I'll put it a question to are black people being mocked by the beast uh, for not being a real community? Are they being being targeted? Are they being targeted for not being a real community? Are they being targeted for destruction, for failing to become a real community? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. I'm going to just say it right off top. See, because I told you all before, so I'm going to reiterate this and give more clarity, more enlightenment, enlightenment, excuse me, enlightenment on this subject, right? You know, um, when people feel as though you're going to constantly and continuously be a burden on society through the penal system, through social services and things of that nature, when people feel as though that will be the case with you when you basically looking like you're coming from a people who all they want to do is consume, right? Consume, buy, spend money, and utilize resources. And there is no real um, community in which you come from and which you can look to, you see. And um, there's really no community for you to look to where you can look for your resources to outsource and things like that, you, you know, you kind of have this um, thing of people looking at your people that you come from as a people who are not ultimately contributing. And the best way to contribute is to make sure that your people do not contribute to the social um, programs where the beast has to spend money. What do I mean by that? You know, when your people have to get on welfare, get food stamps, get, you know, child care money and all this other nonsense, you know, you become a burden on society. Now, true, the so-called Jews, they do that. The so-called Jews use the hell out of a system. But why are they not ostracized for that? Why are they not penalized for that? Because they they still do it as a community. They do it as a community. When you got people, see, you don't understand. When people are together collectively, standing together collectively and doing something, then, you know, people look at them in a whole different light, right? People look at you in a different light. You People look at you in a different light because what ends up happening is, you know, your community, you are the, how you say, the product of your community, how you think it is the Italians, you know, even though I'm not saying all Italians are linked to the organized crime, but a lot of them know organized crime people have got at least one or two organized crime people in their family or somebody who linked to it. But yet these people are never judged as being a criminal race of people. The Italians are never judged as being a criminal race of people, you see. And though they easily can be judged that way, the Jews are never um, judged as being a people who bleed the system you know, with their people who utilize the system for welfare, food stamps. Oh, yeah, they do that big here in New York. 
especially the Hasidic Jewish community, they do that. But see, nobody ever calls that out. Why is it always black people that are focused on when it comes to Section 8, when it comes to uh, um, food stamps, welfare, and all these other social programs, or the penile system? Why are black people always singled out? Because they're not a community. They're not a community. That's the biggest strike against our people. Everybody else is together as a community. The biggest strike against our people is that they are not a community. You see? That's the biggest strike against our people. And because they are not a community, because they refuse to cooperate with one another, because they refuse to stay together as a people and work together, the beast is punishing them. How is he punishing you? Because, number one, he can utilize the social systems that he rolled out and handed to you. He can utilize the social systems to threaten you to take that jab, a system that you should not have been using in the first place, a system that you should not have been using in the first place. Because if you were together as a community, then we can take care of our own. We don't need to go out and work for the beast. We don't need to be in, uh, connected to these social programs because the community takes care of each other. We earn together. We work together. So, therefore, we're not under the program of the beast. Because the biggest way to be under the program of the beast is to utilize his programs. To utilize his programs that he offers you only to trap you. Like they said, somebody who gives you something, a lot, a lot of times they tend to always take it back when they have ill intentions. You see, that's what that is. You, like I said, you have people who will give you things just to trap you, get you used to it, get you in a comfort zone, and then they will take it back from you. They will take it back from you quick, fast. Okay? They'll take it back from you and leave you with nothing. And why is that? Because, like I said, the whole plan was to trap the people who are not a community. You can utilize people. You can, you know, disperse people. You can do whatever you want with the people who are not together. As I said, had all the so-called black people and damn slave plantations, had they all say we're not working, was ready to fight for their freedom, then there couldn't have been no slavery. They would have had to kill everybody. Like I said, if the beast can't make you work, then there's no slavery. If all the slaves who got together and rose up and killed their slave masters and got together, which is what the white man would have did, there would have been no slavery. Slavery would have been over in less than a year, if that. You see, they might have been mad and say, we don't want niggas back down south no more, but so what? You see, they knew they could never set up again and enslave our people, rape our women, take advantage of our people because they stuck together. But see, they always count on a contingent of niggas who want to be their own gods. We want to speak for ourselves. Oh, it ain't that bad here. Oh, we don't need to be together. We don't see the same niggas that's talking that foolishness today. We don't need no community. We don't need no leader. We are own gods. We are own. Those are the same niggas that was on the plantation saying, oh, it ain't that bad here. We, where we going to go if we run away? Oh, you know, slavery ain't that bad. How we going to make it out here? Yeah, you know, some of the niggas that was going to tell. Them the niggas that was going to tell. Them the niggas that was going to tell. 
Them the niggas that was going to tell. Okay? Those are the people that were going to tell if there was anything going on. Those were the people that were going to tell if there was anything going on. Okay? Those are the people who were going to tell. Those are the people who were going to be the ones who went after your people that turned on your people was going to be them. It was going to be them. Okay? So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Let me take a quick call. 303, you're on the air. 303. Moving. Just one question, man, like I always do, man, 303. Mm-hmm. I, I came out and saw you guys and all that. Um, I'm going to join the Republic soon. And I just want to know the purpose of the bronze race here on Earth. Knowing that we haven't established anything in over a thousand years, what's the purpose going forward for our people being here on this earth? What is the purpose for our people being here going forward on earth? Well, for the black race, they're going to become part of the gray race. And for our people who are coming together as the elect, we're going on to ascend as the almond race, and we're going to come into power again. But the black race will not with it. They're going to go down with the beast. Thank you for saying that, man, because I'm dealing with a lot of black black trauma, black abuse. I'm dealing with a lot of black black unnecessarity. And, and to hear you say that the uh, almond race coming together, that's the only solution you really have, huh? That, that is the only solution. Hey, what else? That is it, it. That's it. And I hear you on that, man. That is the only solution, man. Our people coming together through this message that you're broadcasting every night, man, because I I can see that every day, man. Like, the black race, you try to give them chances and chances. It's just not going through. It's just not hitting mentally. It's just not going through. So when you say uh, our people coming together through this message that you're coming through with that 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 seems like the only solution man and i feel kind of like redundant in saying that i need to come with the republic because i'm like every day it's like chances on chances on chances with the black race and it's just like it's not coming through it's just not even it's not even resonating with these people so when you say um i keep on saying like when you say coming together within this message that you're receiving and that you're uh um what i say uh that you're projecting coming out that that's the only answer man i just wanted to know that is there any hope for the black race no not nope okay all right thank you for answering that all right all right. I'm not going to sugarcoat things. I'm not going to sugarcoat and give the answer, you know, that people want to hear. Because, see, when people are still looking for hope for black people, what that really translates into is we're still looking for hope for, um, you know, we're still looking for hope 
for um, the white man to come and help the people. We're looking for hope from them. That's really what that translates into. Okay, we're looking for we're looking for uh, uh, hope to come by way of these people. That's what we, that's what that means. That's what that translates into. Okay, they're looking for anything other than the answer I'm giving, which is our people coming together. That's what they. That's what that transfer. You know. You know. That's what that really means. They're looking for somebody else to come, and you know, hopefully, you know, a white man to come through, and they're hoping that Newbin is wrong. You know, that I'm wrong. That it ain't, you know, it ain't what I'm saying it is and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? That's what they're hoping. They're hoping I'm wrong and it ain't what it, they say I say it is and this, that, and the third and blah, blah, blah. You know, that's 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 really what they they hoping on. You know? And when they, when they, when people hear, you know, that I stood, I stood on that and I said, you know what? That's all, that's all it's ever going to be. That's all it can ever be. All it can ever be is our people coming together. That's it, man. The beast is not going to help you, but see the so-called black race, they're not going to get it. They're not going to get it. So they always, they don't act like, oh, you know, Newman ain't got no real answers. Because see, the answers niggas always looking for is, oh, you're going to help us get money. You're going to help us get free. You're going to help us get money and get free. You know, that's what they're talking about. You're going to help us get money. You're going to help us get free. You see, that's what they, that's what they talking about. You see, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm just like, my mindset is when, when black people, any black people ask me anything, my answer is always, I don't got no answers for the black race. And I don't feel sorry for what happens to black people. I'm going to give you a good example of that. These Haitians, now the Haitians are trying to come over here, right? They all trying to come over here, and a lot of these um, Haitians, and uh, uh, they trying to make their way over there. I don't know if y'all seen on the news how the Haitians were being turned around, and they was having their ass sent back uh, um, to Haiti. Now, the white man took in the Afghans. They took in the Mexicans, see, because they was going. They go. They could use the Afghans, who basically be Caucasians, you know, the ones over there uh, um, under the Taliban. They could use the Afghans in Afghanistan. They could use the white Afghans as, you know, the new white people because they need to regenerate their population here. And they could use the Mexicans because the Mexicans got straight hair and they're human. See, that's what I told you. They'll take the Mexicans and the Asians. They'll let all the Asians, the Mexicans, and the Afghans come over here because the white man's looking to build a community with them, a buffer community where they're going to be against you niggas. You see, that's why they're letting them come over here. But when the Haitians wanted to come over here, they turned the Haitians' asses right back around to them. They got to go back to Haiti. You see, there go your Joe Biden right there. You see, there you go. And, I, and you know what? It's good for these damn Haitians. I'm going to just say it like that. Because a lot of these Haitians, they like they got their head up the white man's ass. They love the beast. They, they come over here and they want to act like they're better than the bronze people over here in America. You see, a lot of these people from the islands, they act like that. They act like they act. They really got their heads um, lodged in the white man's ass, and they've got white Jesus over there and, and, and the Catholic Church, you see, 
and then they want to come over here like your Nicki Minaj, and they want to talk shit about bronze people, Mesoamerican people. They want to talk shit about Mesoamerican people, talk their nonsense and things like that about the Mesoamerican people, and talk about us. We ain't got no culture, but yet they running over here to be to be in our country, which is this, is this is our country. This is not the white man's country. This is our country. This is the Mesoamerican's country. It's already been said by default. We was the first ones here. See, the white man, see, it's no argument that the Mesoamerican people, the Mesoamericans were the first founding fathers of America. There's no argument with that. See, but the white man doesn't ever want to know, want you to know that you are the descendants of those people and that you didn't come over from no Africa. They don't want you to know that because then what that does is that sets the fertile, that sets the fertile ground, that sets the fertile ground for community. You see, that breeds a fertile ground for community. You see, that breeds fertile ground for community. Okay, and they don't want that. They don't want a community here. They don't want our people, the the Mesoamerican descendants, to build a community here. Again, why do you think they was on Dr. York's ass so much? Now, they want to sit up here and say Dr. York, you know, he, they, he was a child molester and all this other BS. That had nothing to do with it. Dr. York didn't molest no children. They had to come up with some trumped-up charges because, like I said, Dr. York did something that was not supposed to be done, and that is build a Mesoamerican community. Even though he was saying there was an Egyptian community, it, you know, it's no, it, it, he called it Egypt in the West, but what he was really doing or attempting to do, you know what I'm saying, and he called it wrong, he, he, you know, and he made a lot of wrong moves with it, but he was build, he built a Mesoamerican theme park and community. That's what he was doing. He called it the Egyptian, though. He didn't know to make reference, but he kept making reference to themselves as the Native. You know, Dr. York kind of was all over the place toward the end. Native Americans, Egyptians, he was all over the place. So he was trying to come into alignment with it, but that was enough to get the federal government involved in that, get them interested and start talking about, oh, they're setting up a um, – they're setting up a, a – a, what a, a – a, what they say, a cult, it's a cult that's setting up a compound and all this other stuff, right? And they knew that would, that wasn't the case, but they don't want to give bronze people the idea of coming together as a community. They don't want to give bronze people the idea of having something together collectively. They don't want to. Ha- they don't want you to have that. They don't feel you should have that. Okay. They don't feel you should have that. You know, they don't feel you deserve that. So this is how they work against that. This is how they do away with that. You see? This is how they take care of and disperse that. You know? This is what they do. So they'll make it seem as though, oh, you know, and they always and notice how they always discourage our people from coming together as a community. Let me take another call. Eight five nine. Mr. Mincares. How you doing? Mr. Brother from Lexington, Kentucky, Mr. Jackson. Yeah, Mr. Jackson. You know, um, this number was called by my assistant, and it was like, is this really your direct number because it's not going through for some reason? This is my house number. I, like I said, uh, voicemail, my wife's voice, a voicemail comes on. This is the Jackson residence. Leave your name and number. Okay. I do have a cell phone though too. I mean, you, you need my cell number. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, 
if you want, if you feel, you feel comfortable giving it to me online, on air right now. Oh yeah, ain't no problem. I ain't, you know, eight five nine. Uh huh. Eight five nine right. four two zero. Four two zero. Five three five eight. Five eight. Okay. Got it. Got it. I want to ask. I got a question for you. Um. I remember you was telling me a while back a couple of episodes. First of all, man, you know it you know, it perplexes me. Like I said, I've been listening to you like four or five years. How you 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 do go through a whole lot of stuff, you know, I acknowledge that and recognize that. But you know, like you said, like the brother just called about helping black people. Now I'm like, damn, it's like like you be saying, do they do they even listen to the program? Why would you even call in and ask it? You know what I'm saying? You know, just you know, it just amazes me, but you know what I'm saying? I know you do, yeah, well, but anyway, well, some, uh, some, some people got to be reminded. You know, we ain't gonna be we ain't gonna put right, up. Some people got to be reminded. Right. I mean, it is what it is. You, you you don't you don't say in the stadium. Like you said, you, you you your message is not gonna change. Come on, man. You know, I mean, it's not hard to figure this out. You know, either you know. But anyway, what did you say a couple of episodes back? Um, the significance of the number seven to the, the significance. Of the the significance seven. of the num the significance of the number seven and why y'all be like mommy made reference to the number seven being perfect is because what that really translated to as that in the fourth dimension coming down on top of the three dimensional realm, thus making number seven. That would be us in rulership over the human race. Us as the fourth the dimensional being and them as the three dimensional. The reason why I asked that right is because I just had a birthday right. Uh-huh. The 10th of September of this month, I just turned 57. So I was just wondering. That's the reason why I asked there. I just okay. had a birthday. Um, as, I, as I told you, I was born 1964. All the numbers add up. And another thing I was going to speak on, too, uh, I was watching a docu, docu-series on, on, you know, in Kentucky, KUT. They were talking about, like you're talking about famous people, Muhammad Ali, they're doing a docu-series on him. They guess they, they spoke very highly, believe it or not, of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. He was a powerful man for real. I know you'd be talking, but see, I really wasn't too familiar with him. But they showed him, like in the, like you said, in the 30s and the 40s. I mean, he was powerful for real, for real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They showed him like a much younger man, you know, where he could actually get up and talk and stuff. And I'm like... In my personal opinion, I'm like, I, you know, I didn't understand. I guess maybe when he got older, I didn't understand why he actually really needed Malcolm. I'm like, he talked fine to me, in my opinion. You know, he was he was he was good. He was cool. Well, I mean, you know. Malcolm X served this. Malcolm X served this purpose, which was to go out and do the work of, you know, under the guise of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad to build up the Nation of Islam. But see, what people don't understand is, the Nation of Islam was not supposed to be. A public group. What do I mean by that? Is that no, I, I, and, I, called, and I understand uh, uh, that you you stated that. I understand. I understand. I understand. Uh, I, mean, I, 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 I definitely understand. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But it was supposed to be more of a private group that was public. Right. Like was had public. You know, would have public notice. Meaning that right. you know you can do stuff publicly, but you're not really trying to, you know, be. You know, be used for political. I know, I know exactly yeah. what you. I know, I know exactly. What they, 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 they spoke about all that. You know, where he stylish Malcolm for the ninety days because he was trying to get into political. I, I understand exactly what you're saying. They spoke about uh, who you talk about too, uh, Noble Jolly, and they spoke about Marcus Garvey. They spoke about mm-hmm. all three of them. Of course, they had you know, 
as you say, the Sambo Coon, uh, Jesse Jackson on that too, to talking about uh, Muhammad Ali and whatnot. But it, it's, the, it's tonight with the price. It's like a four part series, so I'm going to check all of it out. But it, it's like what you're saying too. I mean, Ali had his faults and stuff, but I get to what you're talking about where he's known worldwide as far as what you like, eternal type of things, international. You know, he'll be remembered, you know, from the masses for years to come. Yeah. Yeah, he will. Yep. That's just by his end. And I know he had, he had his faults, you know, like you said, with the white women. And, you know, he, he apologized. He was talking about, you know, he was apologizing how he talked to, you know, Joe, Joe, Joe Frazier and all of that old stuff like that. And, uh, you know, like I said, Joe Frazier never forgave him. Like I said, he didn't have to talk to people like that, man. Come on. Didn't yeah. have to do it. Well, a lot of them guys, a lot of them guys, especially Muhammad Ali back, a lot of them guys, a lot of them guys are coons. A lot of, a lot of them right. people, you know, in the nation, they had that color complexion thing going. A lot of them was a bunch of boule right. coons that, that, snuck, that made their way into the um, nation of Islam. A lot of boule coons. Yeah. That is something else I never understood either. I've always, like you said, you know, um, <coughs> So being so-called black is being so-called black. Whether you're nice, you know what I'm saying? I, I never did get caught up in that. You still, you know, you still supposedly supposed to be the black race. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't caught up in all that. You know, you still my people. You know what I'm saying? I never did get caught up in all that. Light skin, dark skin, we all still, you know, there's just different different shades, different complexions of it. That's all. But I never did get caught up in all that, you know. Never. But, I, I, guys, I, I'm not going to hold you up. I just wanted to... Uh, uh, say two, three words to you and give you my cell number. What is matter, matter of fact, I would just come in like, what is tonight's topic about? Tonight's topic is uh, are black people being mocked by the beast for not being a real community? Right. Okay. With the jab. And another thing, before I get off with, uh, uh, like you said, remember you talked about people that you 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 were surprised about the people that have gotten jabs. Uh-huh. I am too. You know, close friends. I thought we were on the same page as far as you know. I, you know, caught myself waking up some people. We were like, and then they go get the jail. I'm like, man, we just sit here and talked about that. I'm like, man, come on. But you know, it is what it is. And like you said, how you see it and how I see it is, if they got the jail, they was meant to get it. It's already foretold. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. After all, I done told them like, they helped me along my way. You know, since I've been activated or whatever. And then y'all still go out and still do what y'all do, you know, so. Mm-hmm. It was already, you know, I guess it was already written, so it is what it is, you know. I can't, can't yeah. help them. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But I ain't going to hold you up, uh, sir. You have a good evening, man. I'm going to continue this to the program. All right, brother. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you. Yeah, because, as I said, you know, a lot of these people have already made up their minds, you know, in this thing. A lot of people have already made up their minds that they're going to continue to follow the beast. And it's not it's only going to be their own detriment. It will only be for their own detriment. The beast is not here to serve you. They're here to serve you up. They're not here to serve you. They're here to serve you up. Offer you as a sacrifice. Utilize you, you know, to produce their gray race, utilize you for prison labor, utilize you for social programs, just so, like I said, they can mandate things and tell you you can't get this and you can't get that, 
unless you get this and you can get that. And they can always pull you off whenever they want to. And that's also a way when there's no community to check the potential of your community. Why do you think the beast always wants to assist you? He wants to assist you, and he doesn't say to you when he assists you. You know, like say, let's just say a woman's on welfare. He don't say, okay, you can't be on welfare no more unless you, or you can't get any help unless you're going to go to school, which we will pay for, you know, being a nurse, be it whatever you're going to be of your own profession so you can get off the system. They could send women on welfare to nursing school or wherever they got to go or, you know, learn, learn a trade or something like that where they can make money and go in, but they don't do that. See, because once you teach a person a trade, they have, you know, ways to feed themselves. So that could be a, a community thing when you try to call yourself help in the community, when you make it so easy for people to be able to go down to the welfare office or this office and get on food stamps. You ever notice how, you know, when black people, you know, young girls get a damn, uh, get pregnant, what's the first thing your mama and them tell well, go on down there and get on this on this program. Go on down there and get on that program so you can get your get your food stamps going. It's like they know the damn drill, man. They know the damn drill. Go soon. I'm pre- going down there and get the wick check. Going down there and get the food stamp. Going down there and get the so you know. It's notice they just say that naturally, like you know that's supposed to be in place to help when a community is supposed to be in place. You see. Where the community is supposed to be in place. You see? So, so when a community is supposed to be in place and you got people who are thinking, oh, you know, this is supposed to be a type of thing, whereas, oh, I can get this, I can get that, or well, I can get this and do that. Why? Can, you know what I'm saying? When that goes like that, people sit here and they'll say, Oh, you know, like I said, we don't need no community because they always think they can go to the beast for help. They always think they can go to the beast for help, go to the beast for this, go to the beast for that. They don't look to the community because if it, if if you had to, so you know, you had to depend on black people in the state of Miami, and they wouldn't help none. They wouldn't help each other. They wouldn't help each other because they don't see each other as a community. You see, there's no boundaries. There's no law. There's nothing, and. What happens, like I said, you when there's no community, you give the beast permission to poach on your community. When I say poach on your community, that means pluck the men out of your community, make them stand up in lineups, make them uh, 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 go go to the precinct and whatnot, you know, take mugshot pictures. I remember this back in the 80s, right? I, when I tell you I grew up in Brownsville, East New York. I remember the police, these white police, they you know, the detectives, they used to, Go up in the projects and go around and, and lurking around. They would walk up on young guys. They did it to me and my brother one time, and they or they would ride up and ask us, "Do we want to make a few dollars to stand in the goddamn lineup?" Right? That's what they used to ask us. Did we want to make a few dollars to go stand in the damn police lineup? So we was like, nah. And it was almost like they was trying to force us to go and stand in the, in the goddamn lineup. You know. My father said, if they ever ask you that again, you tell them no, and you get their badge number because they're not supposed to do that. Because if anybody decides they want to pick you out and say, oh, yeah, you look like somebody who did this, that, and the third, they're going to lock your ass up. And you ain't did nothing. Anybody can say anything. Why I say that is because they, if there was a community in place and there were elders and men in the community, they wouldn't dare do that. 
if there was a community in place and the men were around, the elders, like I said, my father was around, but there wasn't enough fathers around. There was not enough fathers around to make a real community. That was the problem. That was the issue. There was not enough fathers around. So we missed out on that. We missed out on that. You see, we missed out on that. So, you know, being that, you know, we had to be, uh, um, you know, subjugated to that, subjugated to watching drugs get sold in our neighborhoods and our neighborhoods turn to garbage, you know, watching young girls sell a body for crack cocaine. We saw it all. You know, the beast felt that he could then come in and arrest all, take all these young young potential men out of here and take them to jail, even though it was preserved. A lot of them needed to be locked up, you know, but that decimated the neighborhood. When there's no community, that's a decimation of the neighborhood. Eventually, the beast is going to take over that neighborhood. He's going to go in because y'all think he's really helping you when he gives you welfare and food stamps and puts you on the programs and give you the whip to feed your little babies and things like that. think he's helping you. He's not helping you. He's not helping you at all because notice most of the stuff, most of the money he gives you is really not enough to feed your family. It's really not enough. You see, they get the Jews more money than they give you, you see. But it's really not enough to feed your family, you see. They give you, they give you enough just to get you dependent on it. They give you just enough, and they always threaten to cut you off. But what that does is it checks your potential. It checks your potential. If I got a bunch of people who depending on me to eat, depending on me for some sort of living to take care of themselves, then I already know these are not people who are going to be in the, in the uh, economic system competing with me. These are not going to be people who are going to be coming together. I could I could always control their level, their potential of how far they're going to go. Because if I control their food, if I control how they eat, if I control how they feed their children, then I can tell them and mandate when their children got to get shot, if they got to get shot you know, what they require to do this, that, and the third, I can basically bullshit them around a whole system of nothingness just to basically keep them in charge, keep them keep them in control, excuse me, basically to keep them in control, you see. I can establish a, a, a school-to-prison pipeline where I could send your – Young little, your, little, your young little black male who's going to be out in the street committing crime and trying to sell drugs, they already know who's going to be doing that, who's going to participate. They do nothing but make you so, so-called black people in your so-called areas. They do nothing but utilize you as a damn experiment, as a science project. Wherever they see so-called black people, like they're utilizing you as a science project, as an experiment. That's what they're utilizing you at. They're not utilizing you as anything else. You see, they're utilizing you as a science project, as an experiment. That's all. And they're going to make sure that they get what they want, the results they want, the ultimate results, results, which is you and your death, which is you and your death ultimately as a people. You see, right now, when I said, and I still stood on it when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said it 40, 50 years ago, that our people have to come together, nobody didn't want to hear that. And even right now, 
if black people try to come together, it's going to all be in vain because it's all going to be based in vain glory or people just trying to come together to survive. No, people shouldn't have to come together to survive, meaning that you shouldn't have to come together as a last-ditch effort. You should want to come together because it makes sense for the continuation of your people. You should want to come together. But, see, that's not meant to happen, you see. And I say this because it's, it, everything happens for a reason. You know, it's only meant to be a certain group of people who are going to come out of our people that's going to survive, that's going to live, I should say, live going forward. It's not the people who you got to scare into coming together. It's not the people you got to force into coming together. It's not the people that you got to, you know, uh, um, you know, convinced to come together, it's going to be the people who know that it logically makes sense for us to come together. You see, that it logically makes sense for us to come together. It's going to be those people. You see, I told you before, this is not a teaching. Mentelec is not a teaching to get people, to convince people to join Mentelec or join the Mesoamerican community. No, this is a transmission for those who've been looking for this, who know that community is our only answer. If at this point you're still relying on the so-called black race to wake up or there got to be another answer and things like that, then the other answer you're looking for is the so-called white man. In other words, you're looking to trust in the beast. That's it. You can tell me anything other than, like I said, they're looking to trust in the beast. And as time goes on, he's showing you that you're not going to be able to trust in him. He's showing you there is no trust in him. He's showing you that there is nothing for him to trust in. You see, you're going to have to trust in him. He's going to tell you there's nothing for you to turn to. What he really means is do not turn toward Amin. Do not turn toward community. Do not turn toward anything other than me. And you know what? The mass majority of you so-called black people are going to be like, okay. And that's fine. That's fine. So, unfortunately, we have to sit by and watch our people be dumb enough to get marked up by the beast. We got to sit around and watch uh, our people coming in from Haiti, you know, because those are our people, too. A lot of Haitians are our people, too, some of our people in Haiti. But, you know, you got a lot of them niggas that's just going, you know, keep getting turned back, back around by the beast, begging to come in here and try to blend in with us. But really, in really, in all reality, they don't really consider themselves to be one of us. They want to get over here and kiss more white ass. They want to worship more white Jesus. You see, that's what they want to do. They want to kiss more white ass and worship more white Jesus like they were doing over there in Haiti with the Catholic Church and white Jesus. That's what they want to come over here and do. They want to come over here and bring a, a coon community. You see, because, like I said, the coon community, right, the Afro-coon, Americoon, because that's what they want to really be a part of. You see, the African American community is not really so-called black people out here in the populace. You know who your African American community is? Your African Americans are the niggas who are boules. That's the niggas who go to your Harvard and your Morehouse and all of them niggas that be vacationing out on Martha's Vineyard. Them niggas. Your Coon, your Umar Johnson. That's your African Americans. That that they got their own little coon community. See, the beast deals directly with them to deal with the rest of the, the, the real, the people who are supposed to be the Mesoamericans. And see, niggas aspire really to be part of the African-American community. 
They they aspire to be part of that. They aspire to be the first black person who did this or the first black person that did that in the eyes of damn Caucasians. This is what they aspire to be the first. You're the first black astronaut. You're the first black lawyer. You're the first black mayor. That's something big. The white man gave you a position in your fucking country. That's big. Excuse my language. But every time I hear you niggas say that, Every time I hear you with this, oh, the first black this over here, and this black man got this over here, you're supposed to have everything here. This is your country. You think because you got a little, you got a little, uh, uh, you got a little uh, mention in, in, the, in, the, in the system of the beast that you that somehow means something? Or that you got some degrees or some whatever the hell you got from him that means something? It's as worthless as the paper it is printed on. It is as worthless as the paper is printed on. His goddamn degrees, his damn uh, 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 whatever he's telling you, his uh, his uh, 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 promissory notes, they ain't worth the promises that they printed on. They ain't worth the excuse me, the paper is printed on. But and that's your trust, and that you trust. You see, and that you trust, and him you trust. And you're going to pay for trusting in him. You see? Why do you, you know, you're going to pay for that. You're going to pay for your trust in him. Okay? And like I said, our people, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, when I say our people, I'm talking about the elect of our people. I'm talking about the elect of our people. Our people already know it's too late in the game to be playing games. It's too late in the game to be playing games. Again, destiny only comes by those who are on their way to a destination. Destiny only comes to those, and what we mean and what we're meant to be in life only comes to those who are on their way to a destination. You see, you have to be on your way to a destination to come in contact with destiny, that which you were born to be. See, a lot of our people don't want to accept what they're born to be in the world. You see, a lot of our people don't want to accept that. Some of our people have, you know, some people are just going to be born because to be nothing because they don't want that acceptance. They don't want that responsibility. I see a lot of brothers, like I said, who could be an asset to this community and where we're going. But like I said, a lot of these Negroes are just done off, man. They got the mark of the beast on them. They love the beast and the beast they trust because that's what's meant to happen. You see, certain people are going to be marked. You saying there's nothing we can do about that. Because it's obviously something in the flaw, a flaw in their character in the future that is not going to go in alignment to what it is what we're supposed to accomplish. Again, everybody has places, and that or the people were meant to have places that have places in that future community, man, and that future order in the future world. And that's not going to be for everybody. That's not going to be the reality for everybody. Reality is as it is, and we cannot. Alter reality We cannot change our Destiny or our destination And we cannot Change the fact that ultimately Community Is what is needed To live going forward All we're going to have is us All we're going to have Is us We're not going to have anything Other than us Right back
see in um, the long run, community benefits us. And like I said, if we had that community, real community, we wouldn't have to be worrying about our children going through these systems, going through the things they're going through, the things that's going to befall them. We wouldn't have to worry about prison systems and things like that. You notice, you didn't see black men really going to prison when there was community, when there was real community. And, you know, I mean, of course, you had a little here and there, but, you know, again, it was an anomaly. And my father said it was a time when people were ashamed of going to jail or, you know, you had bad children. People were ashamed of that. You know, they were ashamed of going to jail or, you know, having bad children and things like that that, you know, got caught up in stuff because that's when they, you know, that phrase, he, he come from a good family. He come, that boy come from a good family. There was a lot of good families that people came from. But a good family can only sustain you but so much when you have people who are not together as a community. Good families can only sustain, you know, you so much. Because what do they say? It takes a village to raise a child. It takes a community. We say this here in America. It takes a community to raise children. It takes a community. It takes a community that they have to see in which they utilize as their foundational base to go forward. It takes a community. It, it does, the government is not going to help your children. You see, the, the black people want the government to step in as their community. See, black people want the government to step in and be the community for them. They want to depend on the, uh, on the government to be the community. You see, they don't want to look to themselves. They want they don't they want to rely on the government to eat. They want to rely on the government to um uh on the city to protect them than police. They want to rely on all that, and that shouldn't have to be. No one should have to rely on that. Everyone should be able to rely on themselves and the collective body to protect the community. They should only have to rely on the collective body of the community because you give up so much. You give up so much when you have to rely on the society, when you have to rely on the government. Right? You see? Right? So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. When people have this mindset of, oh, you know, this is going to be, you know, for for us and how we're going to benefit from this and the benefits of this and the benefits of that. There's no benefits of anything without community. There's no benefits of anything. There's only destruction over time when there's no community over time. There's only destruction over time when there's no community over time. You see? When you have to look at burnt out and abandoned buildings, look all around the country, you see all these areas for bronze people that were black people. I'm not even going to say bronze people, black people. Because I always look at black people as the rusted out and decrepit and degenerate version of bronze people, meaning those people who are not in their right state of mind, not in their working state of mind, to be able to come together, galvanize together, and clean up their neighborhoods, buy up those empty lots and houses, fix up those houses. 
start a um, community patrol with the men walking the streets and making sure ain't nobody getting harmed, ain't no fights breaking out, ain't none of that taking place. People, you know, restore their decency and these things. But you already know, when you want to do something like that, you have to have all hands on deck, all people, all ten toes down, and really be, you know, about that. All it takes is a few niggas. I don't want to do that, the black female guy. Why we got to be listening to a community leader? Why we got, we could do what we want to do in our own house. We ain't got to do what nobody say. See, we, that, we ain't got to do that. Who they think they is? I, I, I love Jesus. I ain't, I ain't come to follow no man. I don't do what I want. Them the ones that's going to cause the problem. And, you, and you know, unfortunately, you got a whole bunch of that. You got a whole bunch of that. You see? You got a whole bunch of that. You know. Right? So, in order to cut that off, in order to do away with that, in order to have an understanding of what that and and what that inters or what that, you know, what has to be with that. You have to rid yourself of these people in your neighborhoods, in your communities. You see, it has to come a time where bronze people, because, again, look at our people, man. You can look at our people and tell, and it's going to become more and more illuminated over time. You can look at our people and tell, we're getting that look into uh, to our skin. You, you, you're going to start to see the difference. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you all something. You're going to start to see the difference between the Mesoamericans and these African-American Negroes. Because you got these African-Americans, you really got a, you really have a group of African-Americans here. You really got that. You're going to see, notice, you're going to start to see the rich tones in our skin, the reddish bronze tones in our skin. We're going to look different. We already starting to see we look different from the so-called black race, from our hair texture to our skin. We got that reddish tint to us. Whether you light or dark, and we got that reddish, rich tint to our skin, and you're gonna see black people just starting to look just like black people for real. You're gonna to start to get those are your African Americans, those are your Negroes. Y'all follow what I'm saying? You already see it already. You Negroes, these got their dingy, dark, black look to them. Y'all, y'all know what I'm saying? You starting to see that? Look, look at the picture of myself. Like I said, you could tell because the Mesoamerican people they're gonna have a rich tone and everything to them. And a rich, you know, rich look to them. And then you're going to illuminate it exactly. And you're going to see these Negroes will have a dull, ashy, black-ass look to them. Those are not our people, man. And you see, as the time goes far, where revelation is coming out through illumination, we're going to see who those people are, man. We're going to see who those people are. The black people showing you who they are. They're looking dingy, exactly. Even if they, you know... They, they they hold that genetic material has a dingy aura on it. You really do have a a, a contingent of African uh, African Americans, African Americans here. They got that dingy Negro look to them. You see, they're not those bronze men and bronze women. They're not those bronze warriors. They're not them bronze men that stand together. You look at that. Look at the picture I just put on myself. Look how beautiful my skin looks, man. I'm just tooting my. I'm just. I'm you know. I'm just blowing my own horn. But you know. At 50 years old, God damn it, I can't. You see? I can't. Because that is a testament to how I live and how I think. 
And that is a testament for, to those who are going to be part of a community. That's how we live and think. We live and think how we look, man. You see, we live and think how we look. We ain't having nobody overweight and things like that, out of shape, and having people, you know, all blotchy and black-looking skin. We ain't having all that, man. We're not having that. We're not having all that dull, dingy look to ourselves, man. We want to have a glowing, shining, illuminated look to ourselves, to our skin, to our hair, to our mindset. See, that happens when you don't have a project mentality. A lot of you Negroes got a project mentality, and I don't mean that. I don't mean it like, oh, you niggas got a project mentality because you live in the project. You niggas who want to be part of the beast um, program, you niggas that want to be part of his system, you niggas got a project mentality. You niggas that want to go get the jab, you niggas that want to go and, 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 and work for him for 40 years just to get a pension, you niggas got the project mentality, man. I don't care if you live in a $100,000 house. Oprah Winfrey got a project mentality. Because she was the white man's pet project. They made her who she was. All these Negroes, all these rich niggas got a, a project mentality. Don't let them fool you because they know how to talk a little bit. They got educated by the beast. But the, and, and the beast they trust. Once you trust in the beast, you got a project mentality. You got a project hood rap mentality. You know different than Shaniqua on the damn, Shaquita on the damn uh, 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 wick, on the wick in the section eight. You know different than, the, than, than than Oprah Winfrey is on the on the damn ABC and Discovery Channel contract. The Discovery Channel and the ABC contract or the record contract is no different than being on the damn WIC, being on the Beast program. You see? So that's a mentality. A lot of these Negroes are institutionalized. Same thing, being in the penal system, any system or any setup where the Beast got you enrolled up in and Got you up in here giving your time and energy to him, man. That's a goddamn system, man. You got a project mentality, man. You niggas want to be part of the project. You know, you Negroes want to be part of the project. That's why these Negroes always got this dusty, dingy brother. Can you spare a dime? Yeah, I'm a proud Morehouse man. I'm a proud Spellman woman, you know, Wakanda. The nigga, shut your project asses up. You niggas are projects of the beast, man. You are his. You niggas are his science projects, man. And the beast you niggas trust, man. And the beast y'all trust. You see? And the beast y'all trust. That's just what it is, man. That's just what it is. And because you trust in the beast, this is why when he... You know, when he flexes his muscle, when he tells you guys get jabbed up or your women be trusting in him to get implants in their body for damn, uh, 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 whatever they putting inside you, you see, when you're getting implants in your body, when you trusting them to do this by you and do that by you, when you're trusting in all of that, that's what lets you know what you're dealing with as a people. You see, those who trust in the beast. Those who want to live in his image and after his likeness. Those who want to be with him. Those who want to stay with him. You see, those who are going to be against the evolution of us. Because the evolution is coming. Like I said, this thing is happening quicker than I thought, man. The telepathy, the psychometry, all that stuff is happening. What is the telepathy? 
when you when you when you think something and like literally thirty minutes later, this happened in the day, then twenty or thirty minutes later, you know, I just had this vision of I'm I'm you know, at a place and I'm, you know, chilling and I say, Watch a car gonna come by here with some niggas playing some loud music and they're gonna be disturbing people, you know, as we out and about. Why, like, literally 20 or 30 minutes later, some niggas with loud music came by, and that's not even an area where they, they come through with doing that. That it, It's just becoming more and more recognizable, the separation, because our minds are going to something more. You see? You know? Uh, our minds have gone through something more. You see, our minds have become something more. And like I said, we should not have to hide our light under a bushel or hide our illumination under a bushel just to make Negroes feel comfortable. You see, because one thing you have to do when you're amongst black people, you have to, you know, tone it down. You have to cut your light down. You can't be who you want to be as an intelligent, thought-provoking person who's about community. The Negroes expect you to act like a bunch of uh, 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 backstabbers, a bunch of people who out for themselves, a bunch of uh, uh, low-life, dirty Negroes, man. That's what they expect you to be. Ain't that how they say you got to be in the hood? If you come there talking in the hood about unification and your people come together, these niggas want to kill you. They want to step to you. Oh, what's with you, nigga? What's your problem? In other words, why you don't trust in the beast, nigga? What's your problem? You know, that's really what that translates into. Why you don't trust in the white man? What's wrong with the white man? Nigga, you don't love Jesus? Nigga, what's up with you? Nigga, you crazy? I'll kill you, nigga. That's their mentality. That's the mentality of the savage black race. Yes, the so-called black race has become savage. The minute you allow the white man to make you black, you became savage. The minute you allow him to tell you that you didn't need a community, a society in which your children can grow up, a community that can raise your children, anything we're doing for ourselves, the minute you allow him to talk you out of that by as soon as somebody comes up to do that, first thing he starts to do is call him a cult leader, like I told you. Say that we a cult and say that you a cult leader. That by you being fooled by that nonsense, this is why we're in the position we're in today. This is why your children are going to get jabbed the hell up. This is why, like I said, you Haitians getting pushed back into your country. That's why y'all going to have to deal with what you got to deal with as black people, people who have no power, people who are in darkness, people who are absent of light, absent of illumination. That's why you're dealing with what you got to deal with. Y'all ain't get it yet. Y'all ain't get it yet. You see? So y'all got to, again, learn it the hard way. You know? Certain people just got to be written off. Let me take a call. 901. 901. I can't hear you, 901. Hey, hey, Newman, how you doing, man? How you doing? Hey, this is my uh, Madrika Curry, man, Mario Z. Stewart, out of Memphis, Tennessee. And um, I just had some, I want to touch on something real quick, man, how you were saying those powers, man, coming in, man. And I can feel it even though I'm just loading, you know what I'm saying, like my letter being sent off tomorrow, man. Got um, got everything, got my letter together, got my, you know what I'm saying, my, um, my $25, my money order, everything, sending my letter off tomorrow. But I want to just, you know, touch on something like, 
you know, I was riding the other day um, through the city, man, and um, and I seen the police or whatever, and I, you know, they, they just looked like they was on something, and I and I was, you know, I tried to go around them where I actually did, and I, and I, I was just driving, man, and I, it's like I got a vision come to me, and it's like I could see those guys, man, trying to meet me on the other side, man, and just this one, you know, saying for no for 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 no reason, so I'm just. Cause I'm driving, I'm like, well, I ain't worried about it because I know, like, the thought is something to bring it up, so I'm really just driving. I'm not even worried. And um, just like the vision came, man, and you know what I'm saying, they came, when I came to the stop sign, man, they was meeting me on the other side of the street just like the thing in my head. But, like, in, in, in my head, I seen them pulling me over because I kept straight behind the, behind this truck. But I didn't keep straight behind the truck. I turned off. I turned off, and they turned behind the truck. Just how I seen in my head, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, I just wanted to touch on it, like, because I had already seen it coming, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's crazy, man. But, yeah, I just wanted to touch on it, man. All right. Okay. What, 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 what's your name? What's, what, what, where's your letter coming from? My my letter coming from Memphis, Tennessee, man. My name is Rick Perry. I'm Mario Z. Stewart's son. Okay. All right, brother. Good. We look forward to you joining us. Okay, man. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm Send it off tomorrow, man. All right. All right, brother. Take care. All right. All right. We got another little break coming in. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
or so-called our so-called people, have retreated into the path that is going to be traveled by many, the path down the road, the path toward the beast. In that revelation, in that reality, many of us who are supposed to be of ours will perish. Why? Because in this reality, in this next stage of reality, there's only one purpose in which this can serve and one place in which this can go. And that is in the state of full power. You see, that is in the state of full power. Provisions are made for us as a community, collectively. You see, collectively. That's collective amongst us. That's collective. Collective reasoning, collective reality is what produces collective and powerful results. Collective reasoning and collective power produce collective results. That's the ultimate. You see, that's the ultimate. That's the true power of recognition. And through that power of recognition comes that state of illumination. We got to recognize each other. We have to recognize each other as a race, as a powerful race of people. You see, we have to recognize ourselves as a powerful race of people, potential to take this under our control if we truly want control. You see, the beast has conned the black race into not wanting to be the masters of their own destiny. Therefore, they have no destination to go to. See, the beast has conned, I'm going to say this again, the beast has conned black people into not wanting to be the masters of their own destiny. Why do you think black people are so quick to come on? I'm going to just let, let, let Jesus take the wheel. I'm going to leave it in the hands of Jesus. I'm going to leave it really in the hands of what I mean. I'm going to leave it in the hands of the white man and let him uh, take the wheel. And maybe if I pray hard enough, the white man going to help out. He's going to send that lottery check, that welfare check, that WIC check. Or, you know, I'm going to get that job. I'm going to get that whatever I want. I'm going to pray hard to the Lord or the white God or whoever because they want Jesus to take the wheel. They want God, which they really believe is a white man. Now, don't let them fool you. They want them in charge in place of community. You see, they will come together as a community behind the white man. And let me just say this. You so-called African-Americans, you are really a community, and the head of your community is the white man. The white man is the head of the African-American community. He's the head of that. He's the leader of the African-American community, you know, because they trust in him. You know, he can come into your neighborhoods and do whatever he wants. Y'all don't say nothing to him. He can have your women whenever he wants to walk up in your neighborhood, walk up in your projects. You niggas won't say nothing to him. You train, you niggas are trained like attack dogs. You can tell you niggas are trained like attack dogs to attack your own people by the so-called white man. I told you that's why I said the mass majority of the so-called black race they're under you they're, they're under the spiritual possession of the so-called of that white spiritual energy. 
That's why they hate each other so much. A lot of these guys are nothing but open vessels of demonic possession, man. A lot of these guys got old Ku Klux Klan demonic energy in them. That's why they hate niggas so much. They hate each other. They hate each other like how white men hate each other, hate each, how they hate each other. The stupid stuff. A lot of them got that demonic energy. You know why? Because a lot of these Negroes, they have a direct bloodline descendancy to the white man. A lot of them got the Caucasian mixed in their blood. So when these Negroes hate on each other, it's really that white demonic spirit that's in a lot of them, that white genetic animal structure and gene pool that's in these, in these Negroes that hate on each other. You see, a lot of them got that, and they and they, they embrace the beast. They talk about their white family. They'll talk quick about their white family members, and we got white people in our family. They'll be quick, but then they'll talk, we, we, niggas, such, such, because, again, they got the mark of the beast on them. It's a, lot, a lot of that mark is in their genetic material. That's why you got to be careful about who you get with out here. You see? You see? You see? So you got to understand it. You got to understand it. Right? Keep that in mind. When our people are mistaken or make missteps in life. You see? Keep that in mind. Now, if our people are not in alignment to the extension of change as a collective body, if we don't truly deep down the side acknowledge that community is our only option out of the condition we're in, then like I said, it's useless to talk to these people. They already got the mark of the beast on them. They've already accepted and want to be a part of the beast's global community. They want to be part of that. I told you it's definitely not going to be hard to get the so-called black woman on board. Keep that in mind. So is that going to aid us in where we got to go? Is that going to aid us in where we got to go, aid us in who we must become? So in knowing that and accepting that reality and acknowledging who we are as a people, mind, body, soul, right, principle of who we are, this is the power that we must uphold and behold that power of purpose, the power of purpose, the power of pure power and energy just for the sake of control and utilizing that energy into power. You see, a lot of energy is just useless energy. A lot of energy is just useless energy. We have to realize that. That's what it comes down to when the question of community comes up. A lot of people are just not worth it. A lot of people are not. See, we have to protect our community and look at our community as uh, a, as a special uh, uh, a special occurrence, a special thing that a once-in-a-lifetime thing. This is really how we have to see our community because this is the last community that's gonna, that we're going to have. This is it. After that, this is it. There's no more community. Ain't no more people starting up no more community. That's it. This is the last community that we're going to have. After that, that's it. You see? That's all. And for those people who need to have a greater ultra-standing of why it is community at the end of the day and at the beginning of the day 
is the thing of the future. Because again, you got a lot of these people out here who fake, fake in the funk, acting like they really about community when they really not. They're about individuality. What they call in the black community is meant to be an insult. You see, the white man had to tell you that you're a community just for appearances. He already know y'all ain't no real goddamn community because where's your community leader? Where's your community leader? You see, when they got to come to you and tell you, see, when they go to the, they ain't going to go to the Jews and tell them they got to get the mark, they got to take the jab because, see, the, they, the rabbi going to let them know, look, we don't believe in that, so therefore all of our people are exempt. You know what the government going to say? Okay, they ain't going, they, that's not going to be them. They'll just go back to focusing on you niggas and spicks. They just go back to focusing on you niggas and spicks, especially you niggas. You see, because that's what happens when you got a community. That's what happens when you stand together as a unimental force, a power force, a source of power. That's what happens. You see? All right. Right. Think about that. All right. As we are coming to the end of all this, as we're seeing the next come in, then we have to realize what is next. What is the ultimate next for us? You see? Mm. What's next for us? next thing for us and the thing that should only be for us in mind of us is community. That is the us that we need to focus on. That is the us that we need to bring forward. That is the us that we need to remain in this state of power as we are thinking forward into the future as collective. See, when you start to talk about thinking forward into the future, you can only, you can only really see the future as a collective body of people. The individuals can't really see the future. Why do I say that? Because all that vision focused forward produces what? Power. And when the power is all in alignment and focused forward, what happens? Images start to form. Images, real images of those people in that picture start to form. In other words, when we think in forward collectively as a community, we're constantly thinking forward about the future. All of us in alignment together. We ain't sitting around here thinking about now. We ain't sitting around here thinking about then or back then. No, we sitting around here thinking about next, the future. That is going to produce a real picture from the blueprint. That's when the images are going to start to appear of who we really are and what we're meant to do and what we're meant to be. That's when that takes place. See, as long as we are sitting around here and you know, relying on and being sought upon by people who tell us, oh, we don't need no leaders. We don't need no next nothing. We don't need that. Man, listen, listen. We have to put all that to the wayside. We have to say goodbye to those people. We have to keep these people at bay because they're not for us. They're not meant for us. They mean us no good. So let me go ahead and read these questions before we get out of here. Why are black people being marked by the beast for not being a real community? Simply because, like I said, your community is supposed to be who you rely on. You shouldn't be going to the beast to rely on, rely on him for anything. It's enough of us to take care of us if we had an us mentality. We don't need everybody, just the collective body of us. 
Like I said, if it's 50,000, if it's 100,000, that's enough, man. That's enough working together. 50,000, 100,000 trumps a million people. That trumps millions of people. Millions, two, three, four million. That trumps millions of people. If you got 50,000, 100,000 who are on the same board, on the same page, working together, that trumps everything, man. You see? That is the fear factor. Those are the people who are the powerful ones. Not the, it's not about the masses. It's about the collective body. All right? What is a real community? A real community of people who are in communication, collective communication together on the same page, focused in the same direction, destined for a destination. That is a real community. People who are in communion together. You see? You people talk about community in the church and then when you niggas get outside church, y'all acting like a bunch of damn niggas, man. You see? Why doesn't the beast why does the beast not target real communities? See, because real communities, the beast ultimately wants the community to take care of their people. The beast don't really want to take care of your individual people. They'd rather communities do it. So they're more favorable toward communities, people who have heritage and culture, people who have a destiny and therefore a destination in where they're trying to go. See, black people don't have that. Black people don't have no destination. So therefore, their destiny is pretty pretty dark because they have no real destination. In other words, they have no point for existing. So therefore, they cannot be as real people. That follow what I'm saying? A real community. What 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 is the what purpose do real community serve? Excuse me. It serves the purpose of the people to strengthen the people by following a law and an order, community law, community order, which makes you better to go out into the world and be an asset to your community, to your race as a people. When you are raised in a society, in an area, and amongst people who have laws and orders and things like that, things you follow in your communities, that's what strengthens you as an adult in the future. Keeps your mind steady because you know you come from something and you're headed towards something greater. What purpose, um, What? why must we become a real community? We must become a real community because we got no place else to be, we have no place else to be. we have nothing else to become. You've been everything else but that. So now it's time to be that. And that's it. We're gonna close out in the name of Amen by the power of Amen and Amen we trust and Amen we think and Amen we continue forward forever. I am the intellectual Nibin Minkares. I will see y'all back here tomorrow night at ten. Good night.